Rob, you know me. I always make the decision that it is worth it to do the thing that is not worth it. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know where that comes from. You like gravitate towards conflict? I do. Or conflict gravitates toward me. I can't decide. Depending <laughs> on which friends of mine you ask, they'll tell you it's one or the other. I, f- I find myself in conflict frequently and I'm constantly asking, what is everybody else doing wrong? And then I have to, <laughs> one day I'll have a deep introspective moment, Emily, but not today. Not today. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think david taylor just sort of bumps his head on it more than anything else yeah how's that on enlightenment no it's just like yeah you're tall yeah and so yeah, the world right? is built for mm-hmm. not quite people not quite so tall and so then you bump your head on things that the rest of the world doesn't right <laughs> that's a really nice way of putting it yeah you're so nice <laughs> yeah he's a pretty he's a pretty nice guy Totally. Emily, was he like this when you knew him, or was he a totally was he totally mean? He was totally so mean. It was so like night and day. No, he was super nice. So we didn't. I don't wouldn't say we knew each other like terribly well. Super well, yeah. But uh, Rob has always seemed extremely nice to me. In a kind of intimidating way, I feel like. (laughs) No. (laughs) Let's read this intro. How about that? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Welcome to Opposable Thumbs. Opposable Thumbs is a podcast where Taylor and Rob tackle a new creative challenge every two weeks and talk about our accomplishments, failures, and lessons learned anonymous is our challenge this episode thanks to liz from blitz city diy for that challenge yeah thanks liz and emily Keene is our guest this episode hello greetings emily i always wondered if you like re-recorded the intro every episode you hear podcasts and they don't and i and i feel like as an avid podcast listener i'm insulted silently yeah that they don't. you notice it's like when you listen to the jazz records and you realize they edited out all the breathing you know what I mean? Oh, really? Put some life in there. You know, it's like the same reason why if you're going to play the same chords four measures in a row, you got to at least play all four, right, before you loop it. Because if you just looped the single measure, then it would get all, oh. get all lifeless. Mm-hmm. It's like Data yeah, playing, wanna... the, playing the violin. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. That's why they have the swing knob on drum machines. What's the swing knob? It, it makes your pattern not completely perfect. Oh. It introduces ra- random right into the pattern yeah anyway my name is rob ray i use the he his gender pronoun and i'm a designer and run the exoskeleton art space here in los angeles and i'm taylor hokinson i'm a uh, artist educator diy evangelist cad cam enthusiast noted tall person i'm a he his kind of guy my name is emily keen i'm an it employee mom a garbage fire and general interrupter of introductions rude, rude, very rude person uh i do that in chicago uh my pronouns are uh she her or mom mommies yeah that's nice. right or mom yeah uh, a lot. <laughs> wait how old how old are your little folks uh yeah. they're two and four. Oh, okay oh. we're right we're right in the trenches together oh I mean, yeah I just, I just have the one. Oh, two and four yeah mm-hmm Wow. Yeah, that's good. How, 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 um, how, how is that? <laughs> <Two and four. laughs> 
<laughs> two and four seems really hard. Like just as a it's really about like, the hardest thing there is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that, but Well, hang on. Actually giving birth while having a two year old. I would imagine that would be pretty hard. Yeah, that did suck. Uh yeah. <laughs> We're late nights, but I feel like this is always my Ken Nardine moment. I'm I'm looking out my window right now at the lonely streetlight, and I feel like it's just you and me, and we're just like sailing into infinity right now. Wow! But uh, but for those of you washing your dishes while you're listening to this, I know it's maybe not quite that deep. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> How old are your kids? My I I have one kid who, who's turning four in just uh, like two days. Oh, happy birthday! Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We tried to to not focus on uh, big birthdays, so her big treat is like we get to draw a picture in a coloring book or something. I don't. Th- I think that's oh, only going nice. to work for one more year. Yeah. 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 Did you guys have any of that stuff growing up, where you um you talk to your friends later and you realize that was not the way that the average family does things? My grandma, like on Easter, used to like very in a very like ceremonious way give a black mm. egg to like person who had displeased her the most in the family <laughs> every year. Whoa. That's so it's like a pirate move. Yeah, I thought that was like a normal, <laughs> like the matriarch just presents the black yeah. egg to the worst yeah. person in the family. You show up at school, hey, who else got a black egg this week, <laughs> yeah. am I right? <laughs> yeah, and people are like, what? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Rabbi, I imagine wow. growing up the child of an accountant, you probably had some kind of similar... Like, was your allowance like $9.52 or something? Because uh-huh, uh-huh, that was what we had budgeted yeah, exactly. each, each week. <laughs> yes. Was there something like that? <laughs> the, the the thing that like hung me up the most, I think, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. we didn't have cable Yeah, pretty much ever until like I left home or something. No matter like who your like friends were, even if they were like, I don't know, like societal rejects or something. Yeah. They w- even they would look at you like, you don't have cable. <laughs> hey, that, that dude that told you he was going to quit high school in the last episode, did he have cable? Oh, yeah. I'm sure he did. Yeah, he had yeah, cable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't like it was that big of a deal, but it's just yeah. like a funny, it was just a thing that I was always like, sure. why, why don't they get cable? But it was like a thing they had just decided they would opt out of. I mean, it's sort of respectable now for me yeah. but but i don't know we also didn't have cable um, oh yeah i know what I you thought. mean and we also weren't allowed yeah. to uh have video game like consoles uh, right we had a personal computer when i was really young so we were we we're also not allowed to have consoles because we we already had enough games oh my yeah. god same our parents should hang out so may i may i regale you and the audience with a tale of how i met you uh, sure. Yeah, I love it. It's very embarrassing. So please. Well, go it, ahead. Would this be a, a thing that you would not want on the podcast? <laughs> no, I, yeah, definitely. I want to end. So go ahead. Oh, good. good. Okay, okay, got it. So, so I made, as some of our listeners may know, a sledgehammer operated keyboard for writing, for typing letters. Uh, and once it was in a show at Dead Tech, Rob's uh, art and technology space in Chicago, and the show was called High Impact. We were Rob, it was you, me, and Alexander Stewart, right? That's right. And um, and Emily was one of the um, the chosen few who accidentally bonked her nose with the mallet. And every time this would happen, my heart would go into my throat. But as I recall, uh, you took it like a champ, <laughs> and you you were good good natured enough to um, pose for a photograph with me. So 
I was at an art event a couple of months ago, a lecture, and then I saw Emily there and I said, wait a second. And then somehow pulled this memory because we'd only met once after I drank, you know, 12 silver bullets or something <laughs> at, at, at Rob's art show like like 15 years ago. It was crazy. <laughs> it was insane, yeah. Uh, so a mutual so, friend introduced us and he was like, have you guys yeah. met? And you're like, uh, did you ever used to go to Dead Tech? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so so that's how we came to reconnect with you for this show. Are you are you um are you making any videos or animations or anything else exciting and fun? Every time I try to like make something, I feel like it um, destroys me. I either have to take that time out of like sleeping or like yes. through child neglect. <laughs> yeah. That's the exact original reason why I wanted to do the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, how how do you guys find time to like where do you carve it from? Well, so we've been doing this for a little more than two years, right? Yes. Yeah, so at this point, it's kind of, it's enough of a habit. At at certain times, I would try to really hit the projects out of the park every time. And this is not to say that I don't put in effort now, but I've sort of, you know, if you're a guest on this podcast and it's like two weeks, you have your one thing, Mm -hmm. I think it changes the calculus a little bit. And then for me and Rob... It's sort of more about, and Rob, I don't want to speak for you, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's it's more about trying to get in that habit of just having that kind of rigor, like knowing every two weeks you need a kind of new take on something. But I think it, I have had to see project management as part of the creativity process, you know? Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. before it was like something that was odious that you are kind of forced to do, and now it's like if every part isn't engaging and interesting in some way, um, I'm probably not going to get it done. So there's like a lot of tricking myself (laughs) into the boring parts actually being the fun parts. I think there's two things about myself that I am always kind of working on. I'm not good at time estimation. I'll start a thing, but I'm just really not good at being like, I'm going to get that done way early, even though like I spend an enormous amount of time, like trying to be on time to things and stuff like that. But I'm just really not good at being like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give myself two weeks to do that. And I'm going to do it in two weeks. But if I have to do it for the podcast, I'll do it, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's a forces my hand, which is good. And I'm also really not good at doing stuff for myself. So I will always prioritize something, even if it's something pretty lame, because I feel like I should do it for someone. Mm -hmm. And the podcast gives me, it forces my hand to be like, I have to, t- I have to say no to certain things in my life in order to do this. Yeah. But, but it's the happiest I am in my week when I'm working on stuff. And so oh, it's been, nice. it's been good. It's been like a good, it's like going to the gym or something. Yeah. You know? Like it just makes me do it. So the, the goal for me for the podcast for people listening to it is that so much is happening right now to capitalize on our time. Like so much like agro capitalism is working really hard to just suck every 15 seconds that they can out of us. Like Mm -hmm. even at the gas pump, you know, like you're putting gas in your car and you're getting like a screen in your face telling you to like worry about something or whatever. Maybe the podcast can push against that a little bit and be like, just see if you can carve a little bit of time out to make something that makes brings you joy. You know, and there you go. So, yeah. So, gang, I can't, I can't wait another second. I, I have, I have to see an invention of some kind. And you go, and you go first. 
Check it out. Let's do it. The first image is a picture of a very young Taylor and a very wow. young me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. This must be after the sledgehammering incident. <laughs> uh, Indeed. Indeed. Uh, yep. The next picture is a hat. Oh, oh. It's called the Titan RF Faraday Fabric EMI Shielding RFID Shielding Cell Phone Block Wi-Fi. <laughs> it doesn't even say hat in the title, which is so great. Uh, so it's an Amazon review of that material, and this is just a user image of what they did with the material. Oh, they put it in their hat. My my first thought was to mess around with a RF shielding fabric and maybe to make like a little... Faraday cage for my cell phone or something, but then in the reviews, it's all these wackadoo people that are talking about like getting you know shirts that shield your unborn fetus from Wi-Fi signals and stuff like that. Yeah, and so people yeah. are making this hilarious shit. But this guy made this literal, you know, it's like the um, the necessary next step to a tinfoil hat, where he gets all this RF shielding and puts it inside a baseball hat. You know, but it, it's not like it covers his whole body. I mean, yeah. you know, the RF could get in on his chin or whatever, but I just, yeah. I just God love forbid. that the guy did it. Yeah, he did it, and he posted a posted a picture. Lazaro. Nice. So <laughs> if maybe the, the next picture is a template um, uh-huh, for sure what appears to be some, like, a facial mask, so maybe you are concerned about the Wi-Fi getting in on your chin. <laughs> like yeah, more. it's a lucha, lucha mask template. This this looks this is exciting. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Should we go to number three? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh. Assembled. It looks like yeah. It looks like we're taking that template and making a the full paper template, right? And we see like the lucha libre, like sort of classic. Um, Emily, what would you call that eye shape? Do you have a name for that? Like the lucha libre, like the sort of. I think of like Kiss, <laughs> the band. Oh yeah. And lucha libre people who have the like. Eye hole. Almost like tear eye hole. Yeah, it's a very teardroppy eye hole. It's not like a ski mask eye hole. It's a little bit more stylized on the edge. Yeah, it's like a it like flares up the side. Sort of mean mug. Eye yes, hole. <laughs> yes, mean mug eye hole. I love it. That's great. All right. Uh, oh, so image number four. We see a white T-shirt laid out. Uh, looks like it's. I have a suspicion that it's going to be maybe cut up into something. What do you think, Emily? Mm, yeah, I think a mask. I just went to I just went to number five. Oh yeah, <laughs> image number five is so good. <laughs> oh, it came we out see, really good. <laughs> <laughs> we see that Taylor has made um, the most basic gesture out of mask, mm-hmm. but it makes That's Taylor look it. so intense. And the and the and Taylor's beard is sort of pushing the mouth hole down mm-hmm. past his mouth this really great way yeah there's like a little nose hole too which i like the tip nose of the hole. nose hole which is maybe an unconventional addiction <laughs> yeah, yes because we don't we we sadly don't have a hole at the tip of our nose to breathe out of <laughs> if only in another yeah. fifty thousand years in the year twenty five twenty. yeah maybe due to global warming yeah. the flooding will happen yeah. and then we will have then our nostrils will <laughs> gradually shift toward the tip of our nose so that we can just like poke our head out and not get irradiated. 
And this mask will be perfect. Yeah. Image number six. We see, yeah, we see some him. What's what's the seams? Yeah, what's that word when you fold it over? Surging? I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. some stuff. I I can't. I got to bring a serge around every ten episodes or so. Yeah, good, good. Some refinement of the edges. Okay. Image number seven. Yep. Sewed up. Mm, yeah, looking good. Look, definitely more pro. Oh, look, the nose hole is fixed up too. It's like oh, bottom, it bottom facing. <laughs> oh, whoa! It looks like felt. Yeah, it, it does look like felt. Maybe it doesn't look That is look a like tr- truly haunting image, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, I strongly encourage you to go to projects.opposablepodcast.com, which is where we will have the images, and you'll see the like really interesting <laughs> look that Taylor's rocking. Yeah, if like, someone was going to make a wrestling mask, but then was like, I think I'll just become a weird murderer yeah. instead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Oh, image number 10. Oh, ah, way 10. divergent. It's a new mask. And it's like cardboard. Huge. It's really big cardboard. Yeah. It's got a stove, yeah, probably stovepipe st- hat. Yeah. Stovepipe hat. That's right. That's what that is. Wow. It's a cool I mean, looking mask. Yeah, it's very three-dimensional. The eyes, the nose, and the mouth like really extend out. It's made out of corrugated cardboard, it seems. Mm-hmm. What do you think? That's two feet wide, maybe, at the top? Like where the head ears at least, are. at least, yeah, at least it's really big, and it looks like maybe, and so the the chin of this giant mask comes down to like like in the middle of I think that's Taylor's chest, so it really makes Taylor, who is a tall person, already that much taller and and wider, which is great, yeah, it's got kind of a stately vibe to it, it does, yeah, yeah, <laughs> dapper, like. yes, stately. With its top hat. Yeah, stately, silly, giant head. So let's go to image 11. Okay, this is a close-up. Mm-hmm. Wow, look at those pupils. Those are neat. Very. It looks like Taylor made pupils out of like a strip of corrugated cardboard like rolled into a almost like a thick coaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really cool. Accurate. Yeah, he's, he's ready for the puppet festival. He is, he is. And then image 12. There is, ooh, is there a light inside? Or do you think it's coming through the back? Yeah, that's that's yeah. the first test of one illuminated eye. Oh, oh awesome. Okay. Taylor, bring us the details. Yeah, so uh, I bounced around a lot on this one. I started with the uh, radio frequency blocking fabric. Aha, okay. Uh, as I was thinking about it, I hit upon making a lucha mask, you know, uh, because that's our little logo has the two little thumb wrestler luchadors. Thought, oh, you know how how complicated could it be just to make a lucha mask and just to make a cool one? Because of course that's an anonymizing thing, a mask of any kind. Um, so I found I found it actually really hard to find a free lucha pattern online. So the guy I found posted to like a Capcom um, message board or something, and then one oh, one of the wow. things he says in there is. Um, if you see anybody ripping off my idea, tell me and I'll beat them up or like or punch them in the head for me or something. <laughs> uh, so hopefully he'll forgive me. But uh, no, no V. We're, we're going to make sure to give you due credit. So the other thing was to do this out of jersey. He just said do it out of an old T-shirt. And it turns yeah. out if you, any of you sewers out there know that if you take an amateur and they sit down and think, oh, I'm just going to you know rip up some jersey knit make it happen that mm. stuff is such a pain in the ass <laughs> so the 
the first version is with a home sewing machine that has like a zigzag stitch so that when you're stretching it, you don't rip it up. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, that worked out really poorly as you see. So then I did it again with new Jersey fabric and I just used the serger as, so normally that's just used for edge finishing, but in this case it's used as the sewing machine as well. Ah. Um, and part of the benefit is it, it makes a really wide track that's holding the fabric together. So it's good for holding stretchy stuff together. Um, but the pattern wasn't made by a professional and I found it, you know, hard to work with. And then I was trying to get the details on the front and, uh, just realized, oh man, this was beyond my, um, capabilities. But then also I've been working on a project we alluded to in the last episode, which is a giant mask. So I just turned on the gas on that particular thing and, and finished, you know, got it to a fairly finished state today. So these were a couple of different takes on anonymity that I was thinking about over the last that's two cool weeks. yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, and the big mask you'll be able to see in person if you're in Chicago uh, Emily I encourage you to do this if you can uh, May 10th is Manifest which is the big end of year party oh, yeah. at Columbia College uh, so I'll be in the parade at Manifest along with all my students who are uh, researching uh, demons and devils to make their own masks oh that's cool Emily, would you uh, would you like to go next? Cue the music, Rob. Uh, so I'm seeing um, what looks like one of those sort of neutral um, faces, like the kind that you can either buy or get for free, like a CG face that is... Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Looking at a straight on, although the eyes are maybe closed or kind of, or the eyeballs are kind of blanked out. But then yeah, there's an, scary. a black background and overlaid is who I assume to be Emily kind of peeking yeah. through on the forehead, like a, like a Photoshop overlay. It's a, yeah, it's a really nice misalignment uh, where, and the, where Emily's eyes are in the forehead, yeah. but like it gives him a third eye because she's looking off yeah. to the off to the right a little bit or to the left our left and then that makes her mouth be below his right like eye under his cheek so yeah. it's almost like he has like a lip tattoo mouth under his eye which is really and that's pretty creepy curve of her nose is sort of yeah. correctly adopting the line of the eyebrow so it's not just yeah, a random his eyebrow. placement yeah yeah it's a nice, very weird morph. <laughs> and the text saying uh, at the bottom, I've only always relied on the kindness of strangers. Yeah. Let's, Don't, not sure what that means yet. Let's sally forth. Well, that's a, I mean, certainly that comes up, that's a movie reference, right? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a streetcar named Desire. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Um, Rob, you want to start with the second one? Yeah. Oh, oh. okay. So similar concept. A like CG face, and it seems like Emily's face. So his head is scaled slightly larger than her head. So mm-hmm. he has four nostrils, or 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 she has four nostrils. <laughs> I guess maybe you could think of it that way too. And two mouths like stacked on top of one another. And but the eyes are aligned, which makes it look particularly horrifying because like their eyes sort of morph and mush into one set of eyes uh, that are these sort of dark holes. 
and the and the text is reminiscent of um, those random string character JPEG names you get oh, yeah. when you're downloading like yeah. a Flickr file or something like that. Yeah, it's like a GUID. Yeah, like AAC zero ninety six nine FADB. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. pump your brakes, like, son. Very... GUID. Let's hear about that. I don't know that reference. Yeah, it's a globally unique ID. It's like oh. a mm-hmm. just like a random string kind of thing that's like used to make sure everything is unique instead of. That way you don't have to rely on like file name. Yeah, but, bust yeah. that nerd cred, brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, image. The next image. Oh, three. Are we on three? Three. Uh, yeah. Third link. Yep. What do you see, Taylor? So this looks like um, uh, a rendering or a three D scan or something of of you know classical sculpture in that really broad sense. Yes. Um, yeah. Of a woman's face with the sort of plaited hair. And um, uh, this time, so I, it, it would appear that the inert faces, the CG faces, are black and white. And so in this case, mostly it's just Emily, if she's there, is yeah, lending some right. quasi-skin tone to the model. Yeah. But now yeah, there's no her, distinct like, faces, uh, no distinct elements except maybe in the eye. And it's mm-hmm. lending some kind of distortion to the nose, but it's no longer as readable as it was in the other other images. Yeah, that's cool. Also also weird. Okay, the next link. Whoa. It's a very swirly it's very hard to make out. It's very surreally smoosh. It looks like I do see maybe part of Emily's head up there at the top, but the rest is very, very blurry. Kind of melty. And this time we get a clue that I haven't seen before. Maybe I just didn't notice oh. it, but in the lower right-hand corner, there's some tiny oh. text that says development build. Development build. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. I have a sense about what that could be now that I think about it. Spill the beans, dude. I, I want to say it could be Unity, but I'm not. I, that's feels like it could be, but I don't know. Hard to know. I don't know it well enough to ID it. So yeah. so head to the video and let's play it. And this, yeah, The sound yep. is important. Oh. oh yeah, there's Unity and that little uh I see a Unity icon on a uh on a cell phone screen that's being captured. Oh, oh cool. Do you want to click on the uh video together? Three, two, one, click. Hmm, yeah, this is interesting. It's surreal. So we see what looks to be like a phone screen. Mm-hmm. Uh like a screen capture of a phone display. And then it turns on its side and we see that I have always relied on the kindness of strangers. Yeah, so there's a bunch of turning of the aspect yeah. of the phone that causes yeah, the image so it, yeah. to zoom in and out. And there's there's also a sort of um, an eavesdropping aspect, which maybe brings us back to some of the anonymity where we can see the yes. actual, you know, apps on her home screen. And then, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, Baby yeah. Connect is on there in addition to Spotify <laughs> and the time and yep. date and everything. And I really like Emily's, if this is her phone, the background image is really great. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is, but yeah, it's, it's super weird. It's reminding yeah. me of, um, oh man, way back, who um, who was the, the poet that we had on that had uh, that incredible um, artist do the cover of his book? It was like a Zoom vivid, vivid Astro Focus Aztec explosion or <laughs> something. Do you remember that? Oh, oh. A long, long um, ago. <laughs> Doug Brown. Yeah, Doug Brown. Yeah. Oh, he had some great artists on there, but it's reminding me of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. The artist who did his book cover was amazing. Yeah. So it's, Rob, it's like the classic art school problem, right? Because you say, like, to what extent are we going to focus on the thing that we're not supposed to be looking at? But I feel like 
Emily is so squarely <laughs> planted within tech that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm loath to take any aspect that I see and just say, oh, it's just because she didn't, you know, crop the video. Like, she cropped the video wrong by five seconds. I mean, clearly that's not what, what's happening. When I, when I think of Emily's style, yeah. I feel that style in this video also. Um, yeah, like warts and all, technically. Not trying to, like, yeah, make certain things invisible in a way that other, yeah, animators and filmmakers might. So what's the story with always depending on the kindness of strangers? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I mean, I feel then the anonymity maybe mm-hmm. component of that. Or I, Yeah, I'm not. Well, so the CG faces are sort of stand-ins yep. for neutral or right. anonymous figures. Yep. And then she's yep. projecting herself over the top of an anonymous yeah. form. I was thinking about anonymous, um, but as it was the prompt. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I wanted to make an app, which I uh, did. And the app is supposed to be like, um, it's like a selfie app. And um, that anonymous face is, um, it's a model of Mark Zuckerberg's head. (laughs) Amazing. And then um, there's like a texture from your phone camera. Like, so when you turn on the phone camera, it like goes into the face of Mark Zuckerberg, your face. And then also it has that long string of text um, because that pulls the advertising ID from your phone and prints it over the top of the picture. And then... (laughs) I didn't know you could just grab that like that. Yeah, I mean, you used to be able to, like, if you were a marketer, like, grab device IDs. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. But then they just, like, they're like, oh, no, you can't do that anymore after, like, the whole Cambridge Analytica. Mm-hmm. Or maybe uh-huh, before uh-huh. that they realized that, I, that that wasn't a good thing to do. But anyway, so they just re- right. replaced them anyways with these appetizing IDs, which are resettable. But I don't know that people frequently reset them. Um, yeah. And... Uh, so anyways, yeah, it pulls your advertising ID. And then if um, if you have, it, like, disabled your advertising ID, which you can also do, um, it will mm-hmm. give, that's the error message. Um, I've always relied on the kindness of strangers. Who wow. who decided that? Just some, Me. like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, okay, cool. I, cool. I thought this was some kind of weird global, like, intersection with the humanities. If it can't find the advertising ID, it's like, it says, like, I've always relied on the kindness of strangers. And, like, in the awesome. end of Streetcar, you know, like, yeah, she has a nervous okay. breakdown, and then yeah. she, yeah. like, wakes up, and she can't remember anything, and she's like, I've always relied on the kindness of strangers after Whoa. she's been abused. <laughs> if only you'd made a pajama game reference, I'd be right there with you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I couldn't pull you in. <laughs> So, <laughs> not um, your fault. It's weirdly in my territory. But there was, there was some things like that. I would have liked to like do more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like I could never get the webcam texture. Like was always sideways. <laughs> right. So like, yeah. I couldn't figure out like or the amount of time. Like I couldn't get it oriented correctly. When you have oh, the phone uh-huh, in portrait uh-huh. mode, it's like always sideways. And then I yeah, also wanted yeah, to yeah. make, like, different faces that you could kind of, like, scroll through to, like, post your selfie. Because I was also thinking about, like, anonymous and, like, facial tracking. So, yeah, it's kind of anonymous and kind of 
not at all because it's putting your advertising yeah. ID right on top of it. <laughs> that's cool. Wow. Yeah. Awesome work, Emily. That looks real. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, really and creepy. then, yeah, yeah. I also, I liked uh, the style of comment. Yeah, the messy documentation is definitely like that's great. on brand for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's, I mean, we don't have enough enough time to go into it fully. Perhaps this is for next episode, but I've, I keep having this debate with a bunch of my students, uh, particularly those working in the tech space where they want to do so bad it's good, sloppy aesthetic. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's really hard to do where it's clear that you're holding the reins, you know, because otherwise it just looks like you don't know what you're doing. And so I feel like here I was totally on board with you and convinced that you were heading towards something really specific. And then I think so many, so many students want to do that and have a lot of trouble attaining it um, before they have a lot of just hardcore technical practice. Sort of like the man, man with the movie camera kind of thing, right? Like getting the camera in the shot. like Yeah. On, on purpose versus that movie is so good and also puts me to sleep every time I watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rob, should we take a look at your junk? Sure. And wait, hang on. That that wasn't pejorative. Okay. Tell me when you're, when you're ready to play, we'll play at the same time. I'm, I'm playing it. Okay, go. Rob has like an exacto knife and like a ping pong ball, and he's like it's it's a fast motion um, video cam video, mm-hmm. and he's like cutting holes in the ping pong ball, and he's sticking stuff in it, metal in things. Many, they look in like many ping pong balls. Many ping pong balls. They look like yeah. batteries, maybe like those little button batteries. I think it's too small. Too small for but what do you? Think they are. I don't know. The, don't the know. thing he's sticking in there is maybe just uh, five or ten millimeters across. I think, like a ball bearing or something. But yeah, it's it's hard to yeah. tell. It's making um, me nervous too. With like the I'm like waiting <laughs> for him to cut yeah. his finger, but he's an expert, and that didn't happen. <laughs> now they're in the tub. Now, and then they were in the tub. Now there's a oh, piece yeah. of metal on the wall, and he's oh, they, maybe they were magnets. Yeah, he's they're like, magnets. Uh, I'm digging. Um, his use of a, a roll of electrical tape as a a little platform that he can stick the ball onto to keep it from rolling around while he's cutting it. Yes, it's very elegant. Elegant solution. This is a great video, Rob. Now we're I mean, we're oh, kicking in the high gear. You're really making a lot of them. It was a long time making those. So now we're cutting up a Trader Joe's bag. Um, I like to imagine that Rob got out his sawhorses and <laughs> just to cut up a Trader Joe's bag. <laughs> so yeah what is he doing here emily i'm trying to figure Whatever, he's out. like covering the, a piece of metal with the trader joe's bag and now he's um sticking all the ping pong balls to it is it because he's gonna paint them i thought probably oh that's a good thought i was like maybe because i thought because they would be slippery maybe they would slide off but yours you're probably right oh yeah he's got primer now he's priming them so, uh, yeah, so he put some metal down, but he didn't want to paint the metal. And then now we're priming that whole thing. Oh, L.A., where you can just walk outside and do your shit whenever. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought about the spray paint, too. You can just, like, maybe go buy some spray paint there. Oh, yeah. It's a magical yeah, place, you L.A. Yeah, it you... isn't behind the cage at the home store. Oh, okay. Because you can't buy spray paint, right, in Chicago? Is that nope. still... 
Nope. You can buy it at Granger in Chicago, but you got to like show them your driver's license or something. But you can't even buy it as an adult. Nope. <laughs> wow. No, you got to go outside the city limits, unless it's like Granger or McMaster or something. All the ping pong balls I should mention now are getting spray painted like tennis ball, yeah. green or yellow, whatever. That's exactly the way to describe it. Yeah, for sure. And now he's flipping them over to do the other side, I'd assume. Yeah. So I'm interested in how I think the magnets are just kind of rolling around in there. I find that interesting because uh, I'm still trying to determine what where this is heading. I mean, potentially he's able to spell out a message with these or something on a ferrous surface, like a building. Mm. But I'm curious yeah. to see where he goes with it. It's exciting. There's so many of them, and they're all brightly colored now. And now he's doing a clear enamel. Mm -hmm. Let's make them last. Yeah, pretty bold, uh, taking a video of something with your phone while you're spray painting it. <laughs> <laughs> what could happen? All right, now okay. we're going to go ahead and bomb it up there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's like just... sticking them to <laughs> yeah. any metal sign, like right. on a walk. And then it ended. We saw two. We saw that was two. so great. Just so much, um, <laughs> so much effort put into the production and then... <laughs> Such a tiny, a tiny example of um, how they went out there. So, Rob, presumably yeah. you put them all out there, right? I put quite a bit of them out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And then, did you? Yeah. Was there a rhyme or reason for where they would go, or did they just, um, just like um, wherever you happen to walk? Uh, yeah, it's it's mostly wherever I happen to walk, and like it feels like an interesting place to put it. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I, yeah. The idea was like, I got into like thinking about. Well, I got to think about graffiti, and then I was thinking about graffiti research labs, which is, mm -hmm. you know, back in our day, that was a int interesting idea, and it still is. Uh, and they had that this concept, right? The LED throwy, which was this mm -hmm. um, magnet and an, a little NICAD battery, like a watch battery, and then a soldered LED on either side, which I really enjoyed as a concept, but in practicality, I mean, the LED is going to die pretty quick, mm. and then it and then it's not visible anymore. Yeah. And I was a little bit ambivalent about like leaving NICAD batteries all over the yeah, place. Exactly. <laughs> and so I just had that conversation today, if you can believe it. Oh my god, really? Awesome. Slips, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean their work was was great and um definitely really timely and really interesting. Um but I was like, what what how how might I build on top of that idea? And then I was like, Oh, like maybe a ping pong ball with a magnet in it would be good. And then I was going to glue the magnets to the ping pong balls. And then I realized I didn't need to, like I could just pop them inside it. Mm -hmm. And then mm. that would let me also just be able to just like, it doesn't, the magnet isn't strong enough as a throwy. I will say that like, you can't like throw it up into space. And I kind of was hoping that you could, oh. but, but the upside of that is you, you can essentially just like fling it against something and the magnet will, you don't like, with the LED throw, with a magnet and a ping pong ball on any side, you have to hit it at the exact right angle, right? If it's glued, mm -hmm. but because it's loose on the inside, it will just click. Yeah. Like the magnet will just attract itself to the metal thing, and then the ping pong ball is trapped in between the magnet and the wall. So, um, it's much easier to do. You don't have to glue all the magnets to the ping pong balls, and um, you have a little bit more flexibility about attaching it because you can just kind of like fling it a little bit when you go to stick it and it will stick. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. And so then I was thinking about graffiti and how graffiti now feels so attached to like commercialized street art. 
And so then I was like, what, how do you make graffiti weird again? Or how do you make it, I don't know, something different, you know? And so then I was like, maybe it's like micro graffiti or like micro dosing, like, like the micro dosing concept that like, there's like a little bit of weirdness all over the place Uh and that maybe it could just aggregate and like the little bits of weirdness, the more people contribute to little bits of weirdness, it just becomes a giant psychedelic mess or something. And so that's why I started putting fluorescent ping pong balls up in weird places nice. sort of i guess in the realm maybe of like um do you know uh you know space invader that person yeah, yeah sure the, those like tile invader like street art pieces i really like those pieces um because they are sort of meant to be not so obvious like he puts them in hard to see places and, and there's actually was this concept attached to that idea where like you got points for finding ones that were really hidden mm. which i thought was really cool um so it was sort of a gamified street art idea at the very beginning of it now it's, i think he just puts them up but um anyway i like that like you kind of had to look for them you know like it, you had to kind of invest yourself as a viewer a little bit um instead of getting like a giant andre the giant has a posse now you know thing over your billboard mm-hmm. or whatever so that was my attempt at like being sort of anonymous even like uh, sort of removing authorship a little bit more than typical from street art. So, yeah, like you would never be able to really attribute. Or right. I mean, like right, like right, it's, right. it's your style or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, right, right. Um, are they still up as you return to those places where you put them up? Uh, some, uh, I do because I am a new dog owner. I end up walking a dog a lot, uh-huh. and um, typically the ones I put up high seem to keep showing up um but the ones that are maybe head high or lower are seem to always go away pretty quick Mm -hmm. have you have you found any that have been moved i haven't i haven't found any you know what's funny is i myself can't remember where i put them (laughs) i'm like oh i guess i put it there you know like it's hard to hard to remember um i started putting them up on um monday so we'll see yeah as time moves on, if if I start to see them maybe in places I totally didn't expect or something. So I did 90, and so we'll see we'll see how it goes. Wow. It is, though, I will admit, a lot of work to spray paint spherical objects. Right, yeah. Because you just can't get a lot of coverage, even, yeah. even when you think you're getting a lot of coverage. So Well, I was thinking about that while I was watching, because I could imagine if you cut, if you made an X cut on two opposite sides of the sphere and then threaded a string through that had knots tied in it periodically, you might be able to suspend them all on a line, which would be a way that, you know, and then if you string up the line taut, you wouldn't have to keep turning them around. Yeah, right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of maybe having some way to chain them together too, which would be an interesting thing, but when the magnets are loose inside, they just would click together, and then I could never get them apart because they'd be inside the sphere, so... I'm so lazy. I'm just like googling like yellow ping pong balls, <laughs> but I guess yeah. then you're not painting them. Like, yeah. The 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 beer pong phenomenon has created a market for non competition grade ping pong balls <laughs> that you can buy in bulk. Right. Uh, Are so, yours competition grade? Yeah. No, they're not. <laughs> what does make they're a competition great. grade ping pong ball? I think it's um you know like weight. balance weight yeah. 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 Imagine yeah. some somebody inspecting each one next to a candle and throwing them away periodically. Yeah, yeah. I will say shout out to the Heidelberg Project. Y'all know that in Detroit, the yeah, yeah, 
the Heidelberg Street, and there was that I forget the name artist's name now. Shoot, who spent just so much uh, putting the colored dots all over Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely no. I didn't think of this at the time, but then it occurred to me like, oh my gosh, there's a person who was already doing this, which is um, uh, in Detroit. There's oh my gosh, I can't think of. Shoot, it starts with a T. I'll I'll bookmark it. But the person he, he started painting. Um, dots with like house paint and stuff all over Detroit and they're everywhere and you see them all over the place and it's really great so red that rules yeah that was me being anonymous yeah good job gang that was a good yeah. set nice yeah. yeah 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 it was cool it was cool you can find photos of our finished projects over at projects.opposablepodcast.com we also have links in our show notes and we also post cool stuff at our Instagram account opposable underscore podcast and you will be able to see um some of the more frightening images I've ever seen of Mark Zuckerberg's uh, head with Emily morphed on top of his head. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, and, oh, and the, our sticker is uh, the awesome Neon Thumb Wrestlers logo. That is our podcast logo, and that was created by Wolfmask. Uh, and you can check out his uh, really cool, weird art at wolfmaskart.co.uk. We'd like to give a shout out to Adam Mayer, Deb Tatra, Blondie Hacks, Nick Kantar, Walter Kutundu, and David Bellhorn. They're our top Patreon supporters. If you'd like to join them in our league of Patreon supporter badasses, please go to patreon.com slash opposable thumbs to sponsor us. And anything you can donate really helps. Our podcast is dedicated to providing a harassment-free experience for everyone, regardless of race, gender, age, sexual orientation, disability, physical appearance, body size, knowledge of subject matter, or religion, or lack thereof. We actively support an inclusive environment, and we want you to be a part of it. You can check out our full code of conduct over at our site. Emily, dear guest, Emily, do you have any anything you want to share with anyone? Tools, videos, uh, secret weapons, magic tricks, uh, favorite colors? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I was thinking about this today because we're doing like um, at the Art Institute, we're doing tech checks for all the students like to make sure that their files are like exhibition ready for screening in a like movie theater mm-hmm. um, oh yeah and i was thinking about like how for my work we have um a repository of like documents that kind of relate to like diy filmmaking um and yeah. it's like how to do a lot of stuff and so i would promote <laughs> the blog from my work um, oh, cool. which is um, blogs.saic.edu backslash um, FVNMA tech. And there's a lot of like, I don't know, starter guides on there or like how to make your own DCP or like how to um, start a Vive project. Um, so in case that's, that's awesome. useful to anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know so many people who would, like it's like that's a lot of resources that are just kind of hard to come by even if you search YouTube. So it's great to get a wow. kind of curated set. There's yeah, some it's cool. cool stuff in there, yeah, for sure. So the only thing I've got is this uh, short story I came across that was kind of funny, called "The Bottle Imp" by Robert Louis Stevenson. Uh, it's really short, and it's about this uh, Hawaiian guy who uh, finds a bottle that has a demon in it, and um, when you purchase it. Uh, you have to buy it, and you have to buy it with coins or some kind of minted money. And once you buy it, it'll it'll uh, grant all your wishes, but you know, in classic demon ways, so that you know things actually go wrong in the process of granting your wishes. So it's the the problem this guy has trying to um, sell the bottle to somebody else 
while also not um, hiding the fact that it's a really terrible thing, right? So he's trying to like unload it because if you die in possession of it, then you go to hell forever. Wow. Um, so the ending is somewhat disappointing. I'll just throw that out there right now. But I feel like it's um, <laughs> I, I love the general idea of the premise. And so I'm hoping I can find, because it's quite an old story. I think it's 100 years old or more. But I'm hoping I can find examples of updated versions. Um, it's kind of like where the monkey's paw thing comes from, you know, where you make these wishes yeah, yeah, and, right. and bad stuff happens. But it's um, it's old enough that, you know, copies of it are free online. So I enjoyed I enjoyed reading it, but I could think of like a thousand ways where it could have had a cooler cooler ending. So I'm curious if you guys read it, um, how you would have tricked your demon into, you know, releasing you. Uh, from the uh, the bond of the agreement. <laughs> nice, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Wow, check it out. Yeah, I have I have a admission to make, and I have two links to share, but it's the same thing. Your secret's right. safe with us. Okay, so my admission to make is I I bought something off an Instagram ad. Nice, oh. well done. I feel bad. What is it? But okay, so I'm gonna send you the link. That I got from the Instagram ad. Okay. Here in the Slack channel. Here it goes. So go ahead and click on that. It won't, it's not, Ooh. as far as I know, it's not hostile. I'm just getting an image. Whoa. If you click on the link, you should get the full page. Okay. A versatile and portable design tool. Yes. So, <laughs> so... There was an ad on Instagram for this thing called the 2019 most versatile and portable design tool. <laughs> and the and the website is Wellasar, W-E-L-L-A-S-A-R. Mm-hmm. So on a total impulse, I was like, this thing's cool. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I just like bought it. And then I was like, that checkout experience was super weird. I think I just got ripped off. You know, like I just had this like moment yeah. of panic where I was like, oh my God, what did I do? And then, so I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to search on my desktop computer for this thing and try to figure it out. So then I found this and I'll send you this link. Oh, ripoff products. Oh, is this the classic thing where China gets out in front of it on Kickstarter and then just makes it and, and sells it? I don't know. Before you fulfill? Yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you know about that whole scene? Whoa. Well, I, I think I may have just participated in it, yep. but I'm not totally sure. You sure did. <laughs> That's great. Do you think it's actually going to be shipped to you? It says it's on its way. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I have a feeling that's what they tell everyone. But So the second link I sent is a Kickstarter link that says MagCon, the most versatile and portable design tool, a mini compass and protractor combo to perfect sketching and create a new drawing experience. So it's the exact same tool. Mm-hmm. But the Kickstarter says it's got sixty-eight thousand, you know, pledges or so far. Right. And they had an a thousand dollar goal, which seems insanely low. Yeah. Right. So a thousand a thousand backers. And so I contacted this person. Uh says they're from the Hong Kong Polytechnic Institute. They wrote me back pretty quickly. And they said I indeed had purchased a a, a fraudulent item from this other company. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fascinating. But then I was like, these people say that their thing is not actually going to come out until like August 2019, right? Right, which is uh-huh. quite a ways away. But then I was like, their pledge goal was $1,000. Like that doesn't seem even feasible that you would do this, uh-huh. that you would 
you would set your bar so low. And then I was like, maybe the Kickstarter is fake, right? Mm. Like, like maybe, maybe, or maybe it's all the same company, right? Who's just like, we're going to scoop up orders for this thing any way we can. We'll make a Kickstarter for it and we'll just sell it, you know, and just see what happens anyway. So I contacted Instagram, never heard back about this thing. I contacted, I contacted the Kickstarter person and they said, it's fake. Sorry that it's fake. Uh, and didn't, you know, they were nice about it and whatever. I got a reply back from the, I got like my order has been shipped from this Wellisar company that right. it's going to come in the mail, but I have not yet received it. And I, the tracking number doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what happens, but that's my link to share. <laughs> I mean, my understanding is that this is frequent on Kickstarter now where there's people that know all of the ins and outs of manufacturing in China. So they'll see something on Kickstarter and they can bring it to market just just instantly yeah. 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 And just, and just rip yeah. off the IP. I wouldn't be surprised if you get it, but maybe you'll get it like on the slow boat from China. It'll just take forever. Yeah. 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 That's, so we'll see. Interesting, man. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I got, time I got to reset duped. your or advertising ID. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, totally. like no, but it was like, totally. yeah, for sure. Pretty good. Yep. Part and targeting. <laughs> yeah. It nailed me. It got me. I always just like, like used to get like pee proof underwear. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well. They know me, but yeah, I was like, you too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, em- Emily, do you have a challenge for us and our next guest? Um, yeah, I mean, so I was thinking about, like, we talked about balance, like, how do you make time and balancing every work life mm-hmm. art balance? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm, I thought mm-hmm. the next challenge would be balancing act. Mm, oh, nice. awesome. I can dig it. Oh. Yeah, that's to make I mean, sure my uh, yeah. health insurance is up to date. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, for sure, because um, it's the end of the semester in the next couple of weeks. Um, so this will be much on my mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nice. I like this one. Yeah. It's cool. Excellent work. So, um, yeah. Emily, are you going to are you gonna keep doing projects with us? Or was two weeks all you could handle in your current schedule? <laughs> uh, I would... would keep doing projects with the opposable thumbs podcast uh yeah i'll say yes nice i hope you'll consider (laughs) it no pressure yeah but uh this one was so fun i want to i I would be curious i'm always curious to with the person issuing the challenge what they would do with it so think think about it yeah i don't know i really thought what i didn't think much about me doing it i thought what Mm -hmm. would be a good fit for you guys we would do it yeah 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 yeah. yeah please um and and we do we do we have been definitely kicking around like we would like to invite people back so oh, okay. perhaps if not for for balancing act we could um we could get you on another challenge later in the year mm-hmm. sure yeah i hope yeah cool uh thanks it was a lot of fun and it was nice to like make something yeah 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 we're, we're psyched that we could be a prompt for you so it's really cool that it worked out They know they know they should be complained about. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs>